On Shabbos we read, arguably, the two most celebrated words in all of Tanakh, Nasev and Nishma, the words the Eden proclaimed when they were asked if they want to accept the Torah. It is widely acknowledged that Englishman Stephen Langdon, later to become the Archbishop of Canterbury, is credited with having divided the Torah in the standard modern arrangement of chapters used today for the purpose of facilitating citations in the Judeo-Christian debates. However, we also know that nothing is random or arbitrary. So not coincidentally, these two words are located in Sefer Shemois, Perik 24, Pasuk 7 teaching us a lesson that 24-7 we are charged with the mandate of Nasev and Nishma. There's a famous Gemara, Masech the Shabbos, that says, As soon as the Jewish people said those venerated words, Nasev and Nishma, 600,000 Malachim descended from heaven and placed two crowns on each Jew's head. One crown for Nasa because they said we will do, and one crown for Nishma, we will listen. Asked the Masha, why did the Eden deserve two crowns? Once they said Nasa, then obviously they must say Nishma. They have to listen. Otherwise, how would they know what to do? If I ask you for a favor and you say yes, I will do it for you. Then you still need to hear my request. Otherwise, how would you know what needs to be done? So the fact that they said Nishma, that should only be an extension of the Nasa. The heroic act was the Nasa. There's nothing righteous or brave about saying Nishma. So why did they receive a second crown for saying Nishma? And the Marsha gives a very novel answer. He says that before the Jewish people said Nasev and Nishma, they already knew what to do. Four Psukkim earlier, the Torah says that Moshe Rabbeinu related to Klal Yisrael everything that he heard from Hashem, and the Jewish people said in unison, Kal Hashem Naseh. So we see that Moshe already told Klaisrael all the mitzvahs of the Torah, and they replied, Nasa, we will oblige. Four psukim later, the Torah says that the Jewish people said, Nasa v'nishma. So what's the novelty here? Them saying Nasa v'nishma is so anticlimactic. They already knew what is contained in the Torah, and they already agreed to observe it. What were they adding now by saying Nasa v'nishma? Says the Marsha. Do you know why the Eden deserved the second crown? Because when Klal Yisrael said Venishma, they meant something much deeper. And let me explain with an example. Let's say a stranger asks you for a favor to give them a ride to Lakewood. And you do it for them. It's a very kind and gracious gesture on your part. However, you really don't care why they need to go there and what's the purpose of their trip. You're only doing it because they asked you to take them there. Now suppose your spouse or a close friend asks you for a favor. Not only are you glad to do it, but you will also ask them, what else can I do to make your trip more enjoyable? How can I ensure that you accomplish your mission? Tell me, why is this meaningful to you? I want to understand, how does this enhance your life? Similarly, says the Marsha, originally when the Jewish people said, Kal Advar, Hashem, Nasa, we will do, it's comparable to when a stranger asks you to do something for them. You're doing it on a superficial level. You don't really care why the recipient wants it done. You're doing it, but you just want to get it over with. However, later when Kla Yisrael said, Nasa Venishma, they are now taking the next step. They are in essence saying, I already know what to do, but now Venishma, we also want to hear and understand. Why do you want me to do this? Venishma, we want to hear. Tell us, Hashem, 
Why are these mitzvahs important to you? Why is Torah essential to you? We want to learn. We want to understand the underlying reasons behind these mitzvahs. We want to get to know you in a more meaningful way. We don't just want to observe the Torah in a cursory way. We don't just want to be your casual or superficial acquaintance. We want a deeper and more meaningful relationship with you. That is what Klai Yisrael meant when they said Venishma. For that, says the Marsha, they deserve the second crown. What a beautiful interpretation of Nasa Venishma. Unfortunately, many times we are only on the level of Nasa, doing things habitually, by rote. We can't become gastronomic Jews, just eating the right Jewish foods at the right times of week or year. We need to impress on our children the mandate of Anishma. Lip service is not enough. A story is told of a man who brought his son to the Chafetz Chaim and asked for a bracha that his son become a Talmud Chacham. The Chafetz Chaim looked at the young man in front of him and then looked at the father and he said, And what about the father? When will he want to become a Talmud Chacham? He told the father, If you don't learn yourself, then your son will come back to me in a few years and ask for a bracha for his son. What the Chafetz Chaim was implying, it's not enough to just observe. We need to be excited and enthusiastic about Torah and mitzvahs. And that energy and passion will then have a profound impact on our children. And that will serve as a model for a fully devoted and committed Torah life. Judaism is not a religion where we follow a rule book. What Nasa Venishma is teaching us is that Judaism is a relationship. And we are excited to be in this relationship. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.